And welcome, everyone. This is now the eighth episode of the Army of Smartness podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan. And along with me always is Mr. J.D. J.D., how are you, sir? Ryan, I am doing well, uh, despite the fact that I think something, did anything happen while we were uh, not on the air here? Did we miss, miss anything this week? Oh, uh, you know, just the fact that we are worldwide. And as and, a worldwide program, I think it, it behooves us to uh, pay our respects and condolences to the queen and the, our condolences to the uh, the Commonwealth, I think, of nations is how that goes, right? Well, yeah, but I, I have good news for the UK. Okay. I, I know you're feeling down. I know the queen is, is gone. However, mm. we now have UK listeners. Look at that. Well, our condolences. Wait, wait till they see how much you hate the English and all things from there. <laughs> but yeah, the clash of the castle apparently was too much for, for Elizabeth II took her right out, unfortunately. Oh, you know, it's it was the edge of your seat entertainment. I'll give you that. Well, if history has taught us anything on WWE, you can come right back after you die. That's true. She will be off TV for a little while, though. Actually, not true, but still. <laughs> well, so also, JD. Mm. We also have listeners in the Philippines. Hey, the Phillips giving us a listen. That's awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. That's a worldwide reach right there. And mm. hold, hold up. Wait a Wait. minute. Stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold my cup. Put some look in it. Put some look in it. We actually have listeners from the Bahamas as well. The Bahamaniacs are tuning in. And running wild, Bahamania running wild here in the Army of Smartness. Absolutely, I actually Fantastic. went. I actually went to the Bahamas last week. I heard you uh, did some outreach there. Maybe what grew our show down that way. I, no, you know what? the The funny thing was, I noticed that we had. So I left down for the Bahamas on Monday, which was Labor Day, and I mm -hmm. noticed on Saturday that we now have listeners in the Bahamas. So I was trying to find people down there whenever i was there i was looking for t-shirts that were bootlegged i was looking yep. for stickers i was looking for people looking like me signing autographs i didn't see them can't believe well that. yeah how about me you didn't, you didn't clear me does anybody look like me out there god forbid no not so much not so much okay, I, I can't can't say i saw too many familiar faces down there well, uh, super duper but the trip was very relaxing turns out i'm not too much of a cruise guy but i did enjoy being at Nassau. yeah you look you look well. You look off white. I won't go. I won't go tan. You look off white, which well, is nice. Well, you know, there's two thousand people on the ship. There's one pool. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There, there is no swimming in this pool. It's basically a wet bar. And yeah, that's a cruise for you. And I didn't see anybody get up and go to the bathroom, so I was not about to hop in that. It's all pipes. You're in the ocean and just goes straight out. Well, so, you, you know, know. I, that that's fine. I will, I will enjoy, I will enjoy from afar, not from a close, but, uh, yeah. So anyways, how was your, how was your week, JD? Oh, I can't complain too much. Uh, yeah, we had an exciting and thrill packed, uh, weekend of college and professional football. The Falcons continued their tradition of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yet again. That was a close one. I posted yep. on my Facebook page that 
you know, at a minute 40 to go, we had a 99.9% chance of winning. That's when I knew we were going to lose. And yeah, that was it. That was the nail on the coffin right there. Yeah. So crazy, uh, crazy weekend in college football. There was a lot of good games. That was on. The fun belt is taking over. That That is it, man. That's the NWO right there. We need the SB. That, that's what we need is Sun Belt Conference NWO shirts with, uh, you know, the third man <laughs> turning out to be Georgia Southern there. Yeah. Flipping on, uh, on Nebraska. Yeah. But shout out to the Sun Belt. It's just hashtag uh, fun belt, baby. I don't know they, what to do with my Wednesday nights when they're not going, they're not here. They need to, uh, I guess we need to downgrade the pack. 12 10 whatever the heck it is now and uh maybe put that uh maybe put that sun belt in there i don't know i think of a couple of uh, sec teams that use relegation after this past weekend <laughs> looking your way texas atm and uh Miz- missouri misery also what the hell well you Kansas know I State, think, are you kidding me i think maybe we're we've got this whole college football thing wrong i think the top 12 to get into the playoff just needs to be the sec and but you you actually, yourself out this year yeah but you actually have to beat somebody from the sec to get in the sec i so, like it I so kentucky and arkansas are in is what you're telling me right now they're in the, they're in your 12 team field yeah uh unfortunately our um florida is out <laughs> that's not that unfortunate. Uh, that's, that's just terrible isn't it yeah, yeah you hate to see it and uh auburn will be out i don't know if they've won or lost but they'll be out they played, uh, they played they beat up on my mercer bears uh, a little bit and then they got a kind of a squeaker against uh was it san jose state did i see was, was that they it they squeaked a little bit it's like 24 16 something like that yeah I, I, there's just no part of me that will ever put auburn in anything other than a other than in contempt yeah there you go well so we got a couple of things that we want to announce here. There is a, uh, yes. we have a, uh, a link now to where you can actually support the show. Mm. Uh, you can, I have, can. You give us, yeah, if you All want right. to, you can, uh, donate as, as low as 99 cents a month. Every little bit helps. Uh, we, we obviously have brought on a, a new sponsor and, uh, anchor.fm. We want to thank them. Uh, thank you for, anchor. Furthermore, we also have an announcement to make. Apparently, we are 71, ranked 71 in wrestling podcasts. Wrestling's hot 100, baby. Taking it by storm. It's just, it's such an honor. But I'm coming for that number one spot. So watch out, Corny. I think it's Kevin Nash recently. Hasn't it been the uh, click this? Uh, They actually release on different days. Gotcha. so it depends on what time of week you check it. Yeah. Because uh, Corny does well. Corny's always up at the top there, and deservedly so. That's a smooth operation. Yeah, and um, Brian last new wrestling news, I think. Yes. Yeah. I have not gotten one. a chance to check that out yet. I mean, this would have been the week to do it. But, yeah, I've heard about that, and we'll check it out. Have not availed myself of it quite yet. But, yeah, that's good. Have you yeah, listened to it? I have not listened to it yet. Okay. Um, I knew I, it was available, the wrestling I'm, news. I'm told it's just a quick, like 15 minute podcast. And then, but yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. It's supposed to be just like headlines basically. But that being said, if your podcast is 15 minutes, it's going to give you a lot of plays. Uh, yeah. I've noticed that our longer ones tend to not get as much as the shorter ones. So uh, is that a fact? That is a very much a fact. So maybe we should just make like a five minute let's podcast. Just wrap it up. No, let's, let's wrap it up now. Yeah, All uh, right, JD. Well, I will, listen, I will wish our listening audience a do. No, uh, but anyway, so 
we've we've got the uh support the show link it's anchor.fm slash army dash of dash smartness backslash support i will pin this up to the our excuse me our facebook uh, because that is a mouthful to say yeah it rolls right off the tongue and while i'm talking about facebook uh you know we've got uh we have a facebook believe it or not which makes it easy to put the link up there uh if you have a facebook but you have uh you can follow us on facebook at army of smartness twitter at army of smartness and you can also email us army of smartness at gmail.com we want to encourage five-star reviews we want to encourage comments we want to encourage nasty comments good comments that's what we're looking for here we're looking for engagement looking for some interaction so long as you comment that's fine i've been seeing new people popping up on our socials so that's great so yeah i'm i'm encouraged by this so we'll it's always encouraging to see people we do not know or are blood related to popping up on our our socials. that's nice and furthermore, if you are a potential sponsor interested in sponsoring the show, just let us know. Drop us a line. We can uh, talk about doing some ad reads on here and put it in front of our now top 100 podcast. This uh, is uh, probably the time where I should tell you I actually don't know how to read. So I will do uh, ad shouts. It's the best I can give you. Okay. Well, you know, it, that's just wonderful. Go, JD. Go, you right? man. Yeah, look at me. Let me give the little fella some support. But uh, anyways, JD, did you catch Clash at the Castle? Yes, Castle at the Castle. As I saw, I had it on in the background earlier today. That was fun. Um, a great match, actually, out of Seamus and Walter Gunter. Um, Seamus comes out with the uh, the Penny Dreadfuls. No, what's the, what's the name? Peaky Blinders. Comes out with the Peaky Blinders. And then... Um, Gunter comes out with the cast of Sprockets there. So that was good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, as much as I have, and we've talked about Gunther, the former Walter, uh, having slimmed down really too much for my taste. Now he just looks like another guy on the roster. The man can still go. Let me tell you, he still has that uh, aura of intimidation and physicality about him. I think, um, as JR put, an aura of menace very much still present uh, with, with Walter Gunther. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that match that you had with Sheamus. I'm generally not the biggest Sheamus fan, uh, but I All right. I think that uh, after this match that he had with Walter, um, Sheamus is a Hall of Famer now, in my opinion. Um, really enjoyed it. Five stars all the way. It's uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. The um, the thing with Sheamus is too often he's kind of been put in the background he's just kind of there which you know you can kind of say six and one half a dozen the other is that his fault or is that creative's fault he doesn't always pop off the screen uh but he is certainly more than capable of having good matches as we saw here uh at the hassle at the castle yeah that that's really all i want to uh, talk about it at the classic castle. Talk about. And, yeah, and I think, I, I, I think overall it was a very good pay-per-view, but obviously we've got a lot to get our teeth into, but before we do that, I think we need to get just a little smart. Well, you're right about that, Ryan. And it is talking smart. The recurring, uh, feature of our show. It's not a bug. It's a feature, uh, where we discuss wrestling terminology and hopes of enlightening our listeners just a little bit. Today's word is feud. 
F-E-U-D, as in a fussing and a feud. And then it, that is actually kind of where it comes from. You, you remember the great Hatfield-McCoy feud in history. You know, there have been, a, a, a particularly in Appalachia, up and down the eastern seaboard, really, but Appalachia more particularly, uh, long-running family feuds. And I'm not talking about Steve Harvey or Ray Combs. The Hatfields and McCoys are, the, are, of course, the, the most famous, but then the, basically all of, if you've seen the movie Tombstone, that essentially boils down to a family th- feud in a lot of ways. So, comes from Appalachia uh, and, and is basically what you'd think it would be. It is a the storyline, the series of matches in particular, like we talked about, uh, Flair Funk, Flair Seema, that, those are feuds, right? So, um yeah, it comprises the series of matches and vignettes and promos, everything that goes into the story. Now, how that ties into today's episode is we have finally had the culmination of, of long-running real-life backstage feud uh, in the all-elite wrestling world. And we'll get more detail about that here in just a few minutes. But remember, feud is the catch-all terminology for uh, any prolonged issue between wrestlers or groups of wrestlers the the uh, nation of domination and dx had a feud back in the day so the nwo and the four horsemen or wcw generally would have also been a feud um so that is usually what you would say that sometimes you hear the the term personal issue or some other catch-all term but feud is generally recognized as the preferred terminology and that is talking smart all right. Well, I feel smarter already. We got a feud to talk feud, about. Here yes. We, well, fussing in a feud. Before we get into our main topic of today, mm-hmm. which is obviously the AEW All Out Scrum, and the Scrum after that, and the Scrum and the Scrum of the Scrum, before the Scrum and after mm-hmm. the Scrum, we want to uh, just From give a, a brief. I want to give a brief uh, overview of what happened on Raw uh, on September the twelfth, twenty twenty-two. Sometimes these uh, dates over here. I'm I'm still on island time, so the right. <laughs> the the dates. You know, it's funny. Whenever I got off the boat, it took me about a day to get my feet up under me. Uh, yeah, yeah we boat ran, lag. Yeah, we ran into some choppy waters right there, and like I don't know, I just wasn't walking right. Um. But anyways, I wanted to give a shout out on Raw. We had uh, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle to, to kick it off. And this is after the Seth Rollins-Matt um, Riddle feud actually is still going on. Uh, Clash at the Castle, Seth Rollins finally got a win clean in the ring uh, on a pay-per-view or, mm-hmm. you know, just any old time. And... It was over Matt Riddle, and I assumed that maybe this feud may have been over. Uh, they've been going, they've been going on for a minute. Doesn't seem like it's over, but no. Uh, so Seth Rollins initially comes out, and Matt Riddle comes in, beats him up, and all of a sudden the Judgment Day comes in. Now, this is this most recent Raw here was probably the most prominent position that i have seen the judgment day in so far it's uh it's very it was very they were showcased all throughout it It it's almost it was almost like i was watching the nwo back in the day uh Mm -hmm. they come they come out and they try to get matt riddle to join 
and the answer is no bro and hence the match starts and uh finn balor gets the win with the coup de gras uh in or maybe it was a double stomp anyways um but i thought that that was a pretty pretty good match all things considered and yeah i think that that was a pretty good one to start off but this right here is so topical based on a previous episode that we had said now we are seeing heel dominic mysterio i was going to mention that i was going to give you your flowers they are they have taken your route of turning him heel the babyest face baby face on the roster is now a heel uh and i'll let you get into your your thoughts on that i know you have uh, some kudos for him on his promo but i just want to put a pin in this and come back to it remind me to talk about riddle and, and uh, rollins again but go ahead with uh mr dominic yeah this is uh dominic's time to shine they're putting him in uh essentially the main event match with edge on this and and obviously ray mysterio is still playing a prominent role in this he finally at clash of the castle dominic finally turned on his dad and edge at the uh at the pay-per-view so now we're seeing... an awkward plane ride back <laughs> they probably yeah. sat together uh, yeah i'm sure that had to be a, a lot said i'm sure mm-hmm. and uh we we're sort of seeing a uh a different side of Dominic Mysterio finally. And I got to say for his first time, I thought it was a half decent promo. I thought it was pretty good. And I like how they're casting Rhea Ripley as being so strong in this group, because obviously she is the leader. And, Mm -hmm. but not only that, she is a believable leader. She's Mm -hmm. not, you know, Alexa Bliss could never lead this group. Uh, no, and his name's actually Finn Balor, but I understand these, the height is about the same. Um, but yeah, so Rhea Ripley uh, is definitely she's China that can wrestle. Can we can we say that? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, clearly, I think you're right. She's the leader of this group here. She's uh, you know the head of this faction. It's not Baby Gap. It is not um, romance novel Undertaker. This is this is Rhea's group. So that and kudos to her. Yes, and not only that, but she, I mean she is seems to be loving it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, she looks natural. Where she's like, I've never bought the Seth Rollins <laughs> like over the top maniacal laughter. It seems forced. Nothing about this seems forced for Rhea. So good, good for her, man. And she's uh i think she's got dominic calling her poppy now uh (laughs) okay so that that maybe i would do something about that if it was me but though one one part in dominic's promo that i really liked he said you know for such a short man you caught you cast a really big shadow and it's just like ooh, he went there but uh no i i gotta give a shout out dominic i mean the reaction to that is sort of all over the place. I've seen some people that hated it. And I think a lot of that is just because to this point, Dominic has not really been very exciting. So nothing to some of these people uh, would really help. But yeah, I, I think that uh, I think it's a good first step in the right direction for him. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see how, how it shakes out with him. What I wanted to bring up about Riddle, and actually what I said about the awkward plane ride sort of feeds into that. For Riddle and Rollins, 
there's so much venom and animosity in the lead up to this this match. The you know the the behind this not behind it the backstage uh, promos on Raw. You know, they're going to fight each other and Seth talking about, oh, your wife got sick of your dumb ass and left you, whatever it was. They behaved themselves pretty. I didn't read about any international incidents at the airport or on the plane. Apparently, they, they were very calm and rational throughout this whole process. And on the way back, look at them. So kudos to the maturity level of those guys. They apparently sat across two transatlantic flights with no incident, which is no mean feat in the WWE, as you're well aware. But yeah, so... Hats off to those guys. I'm guessing that uh, that Raw, excuse me, that Riddle just toked up and, and chilled out the rest of the, the flight. So that's awesome to hear. On to um, some folks who are a little bit less well behaved, uh, not quite so civil. Yeah, I think perhaps AEW might can take a little bit of, uh, shall we say, learning from the take a WWE. lesson from Riddle I mean, and Mike- his chill. I mean, my gosh, man, Edge got his leg broken. It it was oh. broken. Bro- it, bre- it breaked. It was broken. It, it was broken. It he broken it his leg mm. and no fight behind stage. And and I know it's legit because I saw it. Yeah, I seen it. Well, just like I saw uh, Ray Mysterio's ping pong ball eye come out uh, a couple of years ago. He doesn't apparently hold that against Seth Rollins from all we can tell. That's really, just you know, mature. Pop- Pop it right back in. Let's Pop go to work. Right back in. Let's go. And of Baby course, style. and of course, JD, we're referring to Mr. Punk, Mr. Cabana, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Elite. I thought you were gonna say Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Jackson, but yes, okay. And Mr. Meltzer. Kind well, of let's uh, not forget Mr. Omega and Mr. Page's part and all this. Yeah, yeah, I said Mr. and Mrs. Elite. Uh, okay, excuse me. <laughs> But uh, we're, we're, of course, talking about uh, CM Punk, Colt Cabana, uh, Hangman Page. <laughs> I put Hardly Boys right here. The Hardly Boys, yes. The uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, that's that's Cornette coming out. Yeah, Cornette's there. word for him is the Hardly Boys, which is, that's fantastic. I love it. But uh, so, obviously, just as a brief, o- brief overview uh cm punk Ain't no brief after- in this overview it's gonna this, they're getting there's a lot going on here a lot of moving oh, parts oh, yeah but you know yeah, we, right. got, we gotta we gotta do some long-term storytelling here jd this so, is you know maybe the best long-term story i've ever seen in professional wrestling oh if it's a work if it's a work it's know, it's yeah, hall work of fame. or shoot i mean not <laughs> since the uh snooker murders of uh what 1980 uh have we seen such long-term storytelling in the, in the wrestling world yeah, of course we're referring to AEW's All Out Scrum, Media Scrum. This is a press conference essentially that they have after every pay per view for some reason, and and I get it. You want it to look like professional sports, so. But anyway, so Mister CM Punk uh, was not even asked a question about what was going on uh with uh, he was asked any question was he yeah like he, he sat down and, he, and came out firing but basically long story short he uh had some not so nice things to say about colt uh excuse me colt cabana as well as uh, Hangman scott colton Page. is his real name uh scott, colt cabana's because he used scott colton's name not colt cabana's i don't want people to be confused if they go back and listen well he didn't want to owe him any money right but uh 
obviously he he has existing issues with hangman page as well as the uh young bucks and kenny omega the young bucks and Ken, the young bucks and kenny omega are actually executive vice presidents at AEW for some reason and long story short the young bucks and kenny omega and hangman page went to cm punk's uh, was page there yeah it was all of them. okay so i know yeah. it was it was omega the bucks and somebody from legal the lady that's in charge of the legal department i can't her name slips my mind is, is the reason i'm i'm sorry i'm blanking on that they all went to punk's locker room now what happens steel was yeah what well now what happens well. after that is is there's a couple of different accounts going on that there but basically right. they got in a fight uh one of the young bucks got a black guy i think it was nick and apparently ace steel uh who is a friend of cm punks and um, we saw in that great promo just a couple weeks ago on yeah, dynamite yeah he, he dropped the f-bomb and he did anyways he ended up biting somebody allegedly and, allegedly and apparently it may have been the dog. bear in mind larry the dog was there so i don't, and, I don't think larry's off the hook and larry the dog the i think is that that's kenny's dog isn't it no, it's, it's Punk's dog. He's it's the one. Is it Punk's dog? Yeah, okay. it's Punk's dog. Like if you notice the hoodie that he wears for promos, okay. it'll say Larry on it sometimes. Okay. That's that's Punk's dog, is my understanding. I got you. Well, anyways, long story short, it's big how to do about that. There's been some some uh, real row, some, some suspensions that has happened out of that. But but let's sort of walk this back a little bit. Okay? Well, it might be quicker to go over who has not been suspended from AEW <laughs> wrestling at this point. But, yeah. This whole kerfuffle was uh, described in print as a melee. I'm not sure if it's a melee or a brouhaha, uh, you know, but quite, quite a, um, you know, a contretemps at the very least. Yeah. But let's walk this back just a little bit, sort of explain to everybody. Zoom out. The history of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Punk and Colt Cabana both started training at the Steel Domain Wrestling Company in Pittsburgh at the same time. Uh, the Steel name in the company is is from Ace Steel, who we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mentioned they, Ace Steel. They sort of uh, now I did not know what his connection was until I did some research, but uh, he's currently, like we said, he's a backstage producer in AEW and has been a part of Punk's storyline leading up to the title match on Sunday. So Punk and Colt were both teammates and opponents in the early party, earlier part of their careers. And, uh, they were stable mates in ring of honor as the second city saints yep. with a steel. Okay. And, and I'm just not a ring of honor guy. So I, I don't, I well, don't that back at this time, that was all, um, tape trading ring of honor. Didn't have any other kind of distribution and even streaming internet wasn't what it has become today. Uh, so we're talking like 2004 or five, that ballpark. Yeah, and so, so anyways, you'd uh, have to order the DVDs. Is my point to to really be in on that. So obviously, they up until about 2014, they had they had a pretty close relationship as friends. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyways, the that close relationship sort of went away uh, after Colt Cabana had a uh, wrestling podcast. I, I actually don't know if it's still on or not, but it's called The Art of Wrestling. And, and he, he was an early adopter of the, yeah, he, the wrestling yeah. podcast. Yeah, he was he was one of the first ones out there. Um, yeah, I guess you could call it revolutionary. 
but uh, he, he interviewed uh, wrestlers about their art. Um, so anyways, Cabana brings on CM Punk after CM Punk had left WWE and CM Punk talks about his frustrations with his booking and his usage. But one particular part of this, he accused WWE and one of its doctors, Chris Amon, of negligence. He said the company ignored the, uh, he had a MRSA infection on his, uh, I believe it was his right knee. It was his knee. I don't remember which, which leg, but yeah, yeah. it was definitely in. Well, anyways, he said that the, uh, it, it ended up being life-threatening, uh, after the doctors loaded him up with just Z pack and sent him out to wrestle. And apparently it caused him to fill his pants with, uh, poop. Yeah. He, uh, he has brought this up a couple of times, uh, the, where he, uh, had a bit of the poopy pants on a live smack now, or this was live. Was this smack now live or is this back when it was still taped? I think it was still taped. Okay. I don't recall there being a poopy pants CM punk. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I don't think I saw that episode, but yeah, no, he, uh, has on a number of occasions talked about the time where he, uh, shat himself upon, uh, yeah, on SmackDown. So Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're fine. It, uh, that could, the the poopy pants CM Punk could be like a chase variant. In a, there you go. That, in a, coming up. Well, figure. let's see. AEW doesn't have the rights to it. I don't know who's going to have the rights to that now. Well, it's going to be a WWE product. Well, you could probably use your imagination as to what happened at this fight. And you could say, well, maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he did it there. Could be. <laughs> that that's exactly <sighs> what they need to do they need to have like a four or five pack uh release of the, oh yeah of the the back, you know, well their next video game should be the uh was it backstage assault was that the wcw video game <laughs> i think it was, uh was that ecw or but i think it was no, wcw the, i think it was wcw because ecw one was hardcore forever or something like that yeah but uh yeah <laughs> that's so yeah let's make some money on this yeah why not but, it's uh, best for business pal but anyways, so they both got sued for defamation of by WWE and the doctor. Uh, eventually, Punk and Cabana won. Uh, and the following out really came when Cabana sued Punk, claiming that mm -hmm. the wrestler had agreed to cover Cabana's legal fees but reneged on the promise. Uh, Punk's response was that Cabana was greedy and trying to extort him, and lawsuits between the two were eventually settled. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a pause for the calls right there. Now, if Punk won the suit, should the legal fees not have been covered on like a contingency basis? I mean, maybe it works differently wherever they sued them, but I would think that would be, you know, you would just take it out of the, take it out of the pot. Uh, so well, I don't know if, uh, well, they didn't win any, they didn't win any judgment. They just, uh, the, you said the lawsuit event, punk eventually won. I don't know if there was money changing hands. Okay. So I must admit that I got this from the ringer, uh, forgot to give them a hat tip on this, that, that the, that should say that the WWE and Amon lost. It's not so much that punk won anything. It's just, they didn't get any money. I okay. Found, they lost the suit. Point. I got you. Yeah. So he didn't counter sue for anything apparently i thought not. that he had okay that's my fault but you're right then yes legal fees would have been uh still at issue and not from any kind of contingency sorry Go ahead. yeah um so yeah and so anyways there's a whole how to do on that um 
CM Punk actually mentions this at the presser saying that. Who does uh, he ever? Well, he says, well, I've got every receipt. I've got every email. I have supported this guy. And he also says that he decided to essentially drop the suit once he figured out that Colt Cabana shares a bank account with his mom. Which that is just trying to shame you. I'll get into my thoughts on this later, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, uh, a little below the belt right there. But uh, anyways, so the I guess you could say the the feud uh, is now new again uh, in August 2021 when Punk joined the AEW. Uh, Cabana was employed as a member of the Dark Order such a great stable anyways um cabana eventually stopped appearing as part of the team and was moved to ring of honor who had just been bought out by aew which he and, was an e, a, a roh original back in the yeah. day as we discussed with the second city saints so makes sense to a degree yeah and there were rumors published that punk had asked for cabana to be fired or transferred and punk blames adam page the young bucks and kenny omega for this leaking out because During of course they are. well they're all best buddies with colt cabana mm-hmm. so they're also evps well the young bucks and kenny omega are and the young bucks are really in the tank for dave Meltzer. they even have their finisher is named after dave Meltzer, and vice versa and and so it's it, Dave Meltzer seems to know a lot about what's going on in AEW, and it's probably because of the Young Bucks. So, anyways, he mentions that during his press conference. He also made his made his uh, first public statements in years about Cabana, and he talks about not being friends with him. He says, my problem is I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. He's referring to hangman. Of course, uh, you can call it jealousy. You can call it envy. You can call whatever the F it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. Yeah, he's been, referencing, uh, I'm sorry. Colton, they're was, not, not page, but yeah, yeah. page is coming up. He's, he's coming, coming up. up. He's referencing cold there. But uh, I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay me anymore. That's an email I have. The, the only reason the public did not see it is because when I finally had to counter sue him through, through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And now, so let me, let me, again, let me interject if I may. And I don't know Scott Colton, Colt Cabana's personal finances. I don't know his mother's finances. Okay. Not, not really important to me. I don't know if this is a situation where he shares one with his mother or his mother shares one with him. If you know what I mean? Um, a running joke on Frazier was that he lived with his father. No, his father lived with him. It was Frazier's apartment and Martin lived there. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is Scott's account and his mother's on it to help her out. Who he, who can say? I don't know. Uh, but like I said, that seems like kind of a low blow for, towards uh, Mr. Colton. Yeah, I don't really understand the point in mentioning that other than to... Other than embarrass him. Other than to just embarrass him. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, like I said, there's plenty of blame to go around in all this. No one's but, hands are clean here. No. And so Punk then goes after Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, saying, What did I ever do in this world to get to deserve an empty headed, effing dumb F like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and effing go into business for himself? For what? What did I ever do? I didn't do a GD thing. Bear in mind, the owner of the company, Tony Khan, is sitting literally two feet away from him at the table while all this at while you're while he's throwing other members of the uh, roster under the bus. Close enough to slap him in the back of the head. I just want to I just want to point that out. Or put his hand over the microphone. Or you know, just unplug it. Um, well, I mean, Punk is eating some fine Mindy's Bakery uh, pastries during this yeah, time as well. I so I would have at least taken his muffin. Well, no, I mean, while he's eating the muffin, then you take the mic from him. I mean, that's that's your opening right there. You, you want to talk bad about my company? I take your muffin. But uh, that's always been the rule at AEW. You badmouth the company, your muffin is revoked. Exactly. Now, the members of the wrestling press say that the comment about going into business for himself refers to a promo during their feud in may where page said you talk a big game about workers rights but you've shown the exact opposite when you came here punk is said to have interpreted that line as a reference to his blackballing cabana which legends blackballing which he has denied doing yes i don't i guess we read a lot into these things i i could see uh, obviously where people could make that jump and I can see where punk would make that jump because there's probably stuff said behind the scenes that we have no idea about. Well, Cornette brought up on his podcast. Do you think this is the first time Tony Khan's hearing any of this live at the press conference? No, no, this has been an ongoing, for lack of a better word, feud. It's the word of the day. So, well, there had to have been something that came up whenever they were talking about adding CM Punk here. You know, you've got these, you've got EVPs here, executive vice presidents that are in charge of talent relations, yada, yada, yada. What are they actually in charge of? I don't know. I think it's just a way to get them insurance, but okay. uh, Kenny Omega is in charge of the video game. That's about all I know. Yeah. That's not gone. Uh, well, that's a different podcast. So, yeah, well, you know, we'll do a review on it whenever it gets down to nine 99, but, uh, and somebody just donates it. Uh, or if, yeah, if, if uh, I ever find a PlayStation 5 in stock, potentially. Well, yeah. So Punk continues on. He says, there's people who call themselves EVPs that should have effing known better. This crap was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your effing friends. I effing get it. I stuck up for that guy, referring to Scott Colton more than anybody i paid his bills i didn't and it was my decision until not I to, until know. i didn't um when somebody adam page who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house this company has ever drawn off my off of my back and goes on national television and does that it's a disgrace to this industry it's a disgrace to this company now we're far beyond apologies i gave him an effing chance and it didn't not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his effing level. But that's where we're at right now. A couple things to break down on this. 
one. I don't, it's not fair to say that Adam page has not done anything in the business Two, the first million dollar house. This company has ever drawn. First of all, the pay-per-view, I think that he's referring to had sold out weeks prior to him being there. Secondly, the, the pay-per-view that featured Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes as the as the main event that was the very first one right that was the all in. very first one right. that is still the biggest one they've ever had and well, aew technically didn't exist at that point right but right well and it also the pay-per-view that they had prior to cm punk's first first pay-per-view drew more money had more really? had more pay-per-view buys hmm. now the one after one the one after that where everybody was out i think it had like four hundred thousand, but and this most recent one, I think, was around 650. So, well, I, I, I get what he's saying. You know, I, you know, people are generally tuning in to CCM Punk. I know I mm-hmm. am, mm-hmm. but uh, patting, uh, patting himself on the back just a bit too much there. Uh, well, yeah, but I think he is speaking in a relative measure when he said that Paige hasn't done anything in the business. I think Paige is a good young talent, and I think his. Well, I certainly hope his best uh, days are in front of him. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, that having been said, I think he's speaking in relative terms, he being Punk. Uh, you know, Punk was a major superstar in the WWE. Uh, he was a major star in Ring of Honor, as, insofar as anyone can be said to have been and, uh, you know, at, at the time when they didn't have any distribution. Uh, and he is, but he popped a huge I, I watched Dynamite for the first time in a long time when he, he debuted. You know, I, I cared – more about AEW with him than without him. Uh, but yeah, it's um, an interesting um, tack to take. And he mentioned going back to, to Scott Colton that, you know, Punk said, I don't care about Scott Colton. I'm not, I wouldn't jeopardize his job. Basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact words like you do. Um, so I don't take as good a notes. You know, he's, I don't care where he works. I don't care where he slays his head. I don't care this. I don't care that. Yeah. Punk apparently doesn't care so much that he brought up Scott Colton for no reason without being prompted to, uh, and ranted about him for 10 or 15 minutes. That's how much CM Punk doesn't care about Scott Colton. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, you would think based off of the answer that he gave, you would have thought somebody asked about Colt Cabana. Right. No No one had. (laughs) No and no one has. has in years. All due respect to uh, Matt Classic, Colt Cabana, Scott Colton. He has not been a relevant name in the wrestling industry for a decade outside of his I, podcast. I, I, I don't want to say anything bad about Colt, but I can't tell you my favorite Colt match. I can't tell you the worst Colt match I've ever seen. I can't tell you one Colt match I've ever seen. He's fine. He's a good worker. And like, I, you know, I think his... He tends toward, he's one of the pioneers, not only of wrestling podcasting, but the quote unquote comedy wrestling and intentionally being funny in the ring. He would, he would wear like a big wool sweater and a mask and call himself Matt classic, which, okay. I love a good play on words. So that, that was fine. And it would work kind of a world of sport type style. Yeah. And he just did various comedy gimmicks, which if that's what you like, that's what you like, I guess, but it doesn't necessarily move the needle for me. But the point is, no one's been talking about Scott Colton for years. Uh, even when he was on AEW, no one was talking about him because he was buried in the dark order. And then he was just buried in the card. And then he was just off TV for a long time. I don't think that, again, I'm guessing, but my, my guess is uh, Tony Khan was not 
trying to build the future of AEW around Scott Colton. So I don't know what, if anything, CM Punk did or could have cost Scott Colton. Exactly. I, as Punk said, he says, I have F all to do with who works here. Matter of fact, the EVPs have a whole lot more to do with that than he does. He, he's, and he's right Maybe. about that. He is. I don't know what their right. actual duties are other than they get to walk around and call themselves EVP. Yeah. Well, that's their job. Okay. Well, you can get, if you can get it. Well, I'm sure they probably sent out some tweets. Uh, that's, that's what they're known for. Other that and uh, leg slaps. Oh, leg slap city, bitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, I noticed the being the elite podcast has been taken down for quote the foreseeable future, <laughs> or indefinitely, or indefinite hiatus. However they phrased it. Oh uh, shucks. You don't say. Oh shucks. I, I'm well, guessing that is in advance of legal action by one side or the other, potentially both. Yeah, pretty sure Punk's ready to roll, but. Uh, so, you know, Punk responded after he returned from his injury by cutting an unplanned promo challenge and page to an immediate rematch. And when page didn't come out, Punk said, that's not cowboy crap. That's coward crap. Um, at that point, there were no plans for a page versus punk match and no plans on the show for page to appear and fight punk. And it reportedly embarrassed page and make, made him look bad. <laughs> and that in that punk had extended an open challenge that page didn't answer. Um, yeah, I could see where he'd be pretty pissed about that. Uh, yeah, like I said, nobody has clean hands here. And you know, if we, let me, I guess it's too late to preface my comments, but let me go ahead and interject, interject into my comments that if we have to pick sides here and we're basing this on wrestling ability and entertainment value, I'm taking CM Punk every time over yeah. the collection on the other, other end of the scale. But he's not in the right here either. This, you, know, this, you know what this was when he just launched in this diatribe about uh, Colton? This is a, a an hour uh, an argument he has made in the shower or in his car yeah. to himself for years. He's been practicing this in front of the mirror, you know, when he's shaving every day for at least four years, apparently. Because when he thought he had a chance, and we didn't even say why he thought he had a chance to talk about this, Nick Houseman. As I understand it, was uh, he, he just caught locked eyes with Punk? He's a, he's a wrestling journalist, um, and basically Punk knows that Nick was friends with Colt, and so therefore say, "Are oh, you friends with Colt Cabana? Are you friends with Scott Colton, or whatever, whatever?" Uh, however, it got led up to, and that's what gave him the opening to launch into this, you know, Taylor Swift breakup song of a promo that he cut uh, for twenty minutes. Uh, this media scrum so yeah and actually you hear him say oh you're not friends with scott colton well you kind of blew up my spot but i'm still going to launch into this thing i've already prepared i'm ready to go i'm going to i'm going to say what i have to say here um so yeah it, the whole thing is just the best you can describe it is weird and we haven't gotten to the real stuff yet <laughs> this is yeah. all pro prologue and so he just, he just goes on with his comments. He says, now it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs, yet they couldn't manage an effing target and they spread lies and BS and put that into media that I got somebody fired when I have F all to do with him. 
I want nothing to do with him. I do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. The fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is effing embarrassing. Fun part being is he doesn't have to do that because no one was talking about it. He wanted to do that. Exactly. And he did. And he doesn't care so much that he lost in this 20 minute tirade. Nobody I asked. Love I love punk. Fantastic work. One of my favorite workers of the past 15 years. But come on, man. You come on, man. That's all I can say. Nobody, nobody asked. Nobody really cared. Nobody cared. (laughs) It just they care now. You made them care again. Good job. Well, Sash, you say, let me tell you something. (laughs) You know, basically. Want to hear it? Here it go. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you asked. I hate Scott Colton. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. And uh yeah, the mission of EVPs obviously refers to the young bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, he blames them for spreading the rumors, but about his trying to get Cabana fired. And there were just, you know, also rumblings about perhaps Cody Rhodes was also affected by CM Punk. Uh, was it that? I thought he was on the other end of the spectrum. I thought he left because, well, no one knows exactly why he left and that book has yet to be written, yeah, but people but, are certainly pointing fingers at the fact that uh, the Bucks sort of distanced themselves from Cody after his extracurricular projects whether it be a reality show or game show or any other thing to get his face on tv you know which is building your brand i I guess i get that to an extent but they kind of distanced themselves from him and then it wasn't too long before he was out the door uh we don't know exactly the inner workings of that whole scenario but speculation is rampant yeah which by the way when this is going on apparently cm puck has a torn tricep uh he's out for eight months did i read Eight, six, months? six to eight months six to eight months uh, you know for someone who doesn't do drugs doesn't drink he handles pain very well if mm-hmm. i have a torn tricep the last thing i'm gonna try to do is pick a fight with three <laughs> three or four guys and <laughs> well we don't know that he's the one that picked the fight but yeah i mean i understand what you're saying but in the um the, we'll get and we'll get to the reports of what has alleged to have occurred but yeah, I, it doesn't seem like he was the physical aggressor here, or at least maybe not, but we'll find out. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll, we'll read the court transcripts one day and we'll all have a good laugh. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode 300. Uh, that hopefully by then we'll be at least, you know, number 50, but, uh, I'll give 70 at that point from 71. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's progress. Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. But uh, so like all things in pro wrestling, you have to take situations like this with a grain of salt. Uh, There's is a long history of real life beef being turned into wrestling storylines and conversely storylines morphing into real life beef. Work themselves into a shoot, brother. Or you can shoot yourselves into a work. Um, I don't recommend anyone shoot themselves. That is, um, we're referring to the talking smart version of shoot. Shoot upon others yes uh, but it, shat it, upon they've, they've all been shat upon at this point but anyways i mean that just goes to show you i mean longer term there could be really good money in this but uh short term if, if cooler heads will prevail then yes yeah and uh so anyways as we stated earlier tony khan is literally sitting right there this whole time and generally not saying anything, just letting him go. Yeah. And 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and, and you think maybe Tony's going to have to pick a side in this. Uh, well, now his side is AEW because I mean, I think, you know, everybody has thrown their stones at this point. Tony has a lot of good quality. I'm calling Tony like I know him. Mr. Khan has a lot of good qualities, most notably his passion for the wrestling business. He is, he is a mega, mega fan on a level I can't even comprehend um, of, of the pro wrestling business. I don't know that wrestling promotion administration is his long suit. Uh, I think he's a marketing guy. I think he's a passion guy. Uh, I think he has done a great job. He's a connections guy. Clearly, he got himself on. He got himself on TV through the people he had met and made connections with. Uh, I think that's all great. But I think he's going to want to bring in somebody that has some practical, real world, corporate experience to try and handle some of this stuff. Yeah. So, as many news reports have, uh, well, reported, uh, Punk got into a fist fight with the young bucks and uh as a result aw has suspended ace steel the young bucks kenny omega cm punk pat buck christopher daniels brandon cutler and michael nakazawa for their involvement in the brawl after pat punk's... Buck, no relation to the young bucks i want to point that out uh, uh, in no way and there are conflicting stories about the detail of the fight, but most say that punches were exchanged. With we got punk throwing the first one is what I I think everyone sort of has said that. It, well, and there's a report saying that the young bucks kicked his door down in his right. uh, locker, in his locker room door. It was confrontational, um, is the point. And that's now, still, I don't think that they could both, even with both of them doing the super kick, they could kick down an actual door. Maybe it was already cracked a little. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There is four of them. Maybe they can synchronize their acrobats. And you ever try to kick in a door? Unless it's a you know just a flimsy interior door. Those, those things can take a pretty good little kick. Well, I'm not sure exactly where where were they at? Chicago? They were in Chicago. Yeah, they're in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I believe at the uh, was it at the Rosemont? I think yeah, that's where they were. I, I don't. I'm not sure how sturdy those doors are there. I've not. I've not been in their locker room. I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Yeah, not not since we won the championship back in '96. But uh, <laughs> anyways, right now it's just a whole bunch of rumors, and there's not a whole lot of confirmed news. Um, now there is a, con a confirmation that CM Punk is hurt, and mm -hmm. and has a um, has had surgery to correct the issue, and so now we have another vacated world title as well as the new newly crowned trios champions that would be the elite uh have to regrettably so regrettably uh hmm. vacate their championships and uh yeah it's it now we're having another tournament you know i'm not an anti-tournament guy um you know I, i'm i'm a fan of you know the old king of the ring when they used to do a one night tournament the original ufcs were my favorite when it was all a tournament in one night there were no weight classes and it was absolute anarchy um but it may be enough with the tournaments maybe enough well i mean what two and a half years now three years and hmm. you've had this off the top of my head like i don't know 500 tournaments yeah, there you and, go. That sounds about right. Now, there was a, a legitimate report, though, I think, from Meltzer that in the last 90 days, like since June something, 
uh, uh, of this year, there have been 16 baby face and heel turns. It's like, this is no way to run a company guys. So you got to have some level of consistency here. Yeah. So, and I think as of right now, it appears that they are investigating everything. So I think that the, actually the injury is going to give them time to investigate. Mm -hmm. Um, well, have the turns of the suspensions been, been, uh, announced or is it just they're suspended and we'll get back to them when we get back. I think it's, I think it's, uh, suspended pending, uh, investigation. So administrative leave functionally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and it couldn't come at a worse time for AEW. They're trying to renew and extend their television contract and releasing any other top stars really going to not put them in the best place in terms of bargaining. Um, yeah. I especially mean, when, uh, the guy who initially put them on the air is no longer with Turner discovery, Warner discovery, whatever the new and corporate entity is. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so hoping, starting from scratch with the network. It seems like, and I'm hoping that these guys realize that no matter how much or how, you know, how much you think you can make somewhere else, there is nowhere in the world where you will make more money than getting in the ring with each other in this one. Like oh, yeah. this is this, if you can get past your egos, this mm-hmm. is money. This is big time money because there's elements of truth in it, at least well, to an extent. Yeah, I know. And that we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but I mean, you know, the whole theory behind keeping things realistic and credible and believable is if you tell people the truth on A, tell them the truth on B, tell them the truth on C, you can work D a little bit and people will still buy it because you you can you have verifiably told the truth on A, B, and C. Now, D, they have no reason to doubt you anymore. So, you know, I, I think we have what, I thought initially might be a work shoot. No, this is all pretty shoot. It seems like. So, uh, you know, we've got a real life situation as occasionally happens and, uh, there's a tremendous opportunity to make some money here. I think yeah. the, the real victim here is MJF. This is, this, we haven't mentioned his name a time this, his big, you know, return to the company and no one's talking about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying that this has got to be a shoot. If it's a work, my god give them the oscar now oh yeah no it's amazing if it's a work and uh, it's too good it can't possibly be a work it does nothing to help aw right now no. and they they do need to be worried about right now as well as long term mm-hmm. but it, it made tony Khan look like a fool mm-hmm. uh, and he ought to be ashamed of the way that he allowed that pressure to go forward as soon Don't do this as soon as this guy sitting right next to my right is talking all kinds of crap about my company that I've worked my ass off to develop and you're sitting and he's just going on and on and on. I'm firing you. You know, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You think for one second, Vince McMahon would have ever allowed that. No. Yeah. No. Well, Vince would also not have put himself in that position to have, you know, questions that he didn't know word for word, uh, coming, you know, coming at his wrestlers. I mean, hey. what is the point of a scrum in, in a phony business? Let's just be honest with it. You know, it's a, in a worked business and you see some of the other past scrums. And I think maybe even this one too, and later, you know, cause punk was the first one out. 
they talk about like, well, we designed this angle to do this. And the psychology here is that it's like if, you know, David Copperfield, you know, had a, had a post show press conference that, well, yeah, here's how I made the statue of Liberty disappear. It wasn't really gone guys, but yeah, I set the mirrors up like this and from this angle with this lighting, it looks like it's not even there. Why? Why? What are you doing? Exactly. Uh and it should have never gotten to that point. I mean, the minute you start having those issues with hangman, the minute mm -hmm. he starts shooting on the mic, you either suspend him or you sit them both down to work it out. And if you yeah. can't work it out, you keep them separate. It, you know, allowing it to fester to this point, that's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it embarrasses you. It, it's embarrassing for your company. It's embarrassing for all parties involved. So huge black eye. And another thing is I hold, I would hold my EVPs to a much higher standard than I did anybody else. Mm -hmm. If the management of your company is going to act like the talent of the company, then there is actually, I mean, I hate to even say the talent of the company, if they're just going to act like assholes and just try to show up at this guy's freaking dressing room mm -hmm. and, and i guess try to punk him forget what, the pun. what was their in what was their end game here i, I don't understand so I mean, clearly they come loaded for bear they, they round up the posse and, and are storming him and allegedly the people that were in the room before the evp showed up were punk ace ace's wife who has a broken leg or is on crutches, something like that. And Larry, the dog, that's my understanding. If I have that yeah. correct. So they come with two bucks, one Omega, one page, apparently one Danielson, one Nakazawa, you know, one lady from legal, a partridge in a pear tree, seven on one or two. Well, I'm not so sure that Danielson or Pat Buck or, are necessarily there to fight CM. They were suspended right. for something. That's all yeah. I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how that, how that works out. <laughs> all I know is we'll uh, see how this, how the Star Report, which R.I.P. Ken Star as well, passed away today. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait for the Star investigation on this one to come back. Yeah, you know, I met him in law school. He's a nice guy. I never uh, met him. Yeah, he. All you had to do was ask him to come speak. He'll, he'll be. Well, I mean, not now. Well, not but, now, but you know. Perhaps he, he well, uh, I'll just leave it at that. No, anyway, let's leave it there. Baylor, yeah, no, I, uh, I just worked. I just wanted to work that in since we have an independent investigation coming out. That's my understanding. But I, I think that this should go to show you is that you should not have your talent in upper management in your company. It's a complete conflict conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. you, that it's the worst idea it is there has never been a company that i can think of off the top of my head that lasted very long whenever they started involving talent in the upper management of, of their company it's bad enough when you have them booking but if you're got them executive vice president like the only on. one i can think of off the top of my head is the awa and that's because Vern owned the company, right? So, I mean, I don't know if that qualifies, but yeah, I mean, 
you know, as, as a member of the active roster, and it's fine if it's an old retired guy who's not getting in the ring or whatever, they make great bookers. They've seen it all. They know what's up. But if you're an active participant, you're absolutely right. There's a conflict of interest there. And, and CM Punk, I mean, you know, initially I was on CM Punk's side. Now I'm not on either of their sides. I mean, yeah. you got to think about CM Punk. This guy has burned bridges essentially everywhere he has worked. Uh, he, I'm beginning to think that there's a pattern here. I mean, Hornswoggle said that Punk is no longer friends with him because Swoggle asked for a mutual friend's number. Punk felt like Swoggle was using him. He said Punk's a dick and overly emotional. Um, I think several people seem to agree. I mean, Ryback agrees. Jeff Hardy agrees. Matt Hardy agrees. Randy Orton agrees. Triple H agrees. Bobby Fish. Kenta agrees. Uh, did you see what uh, came out about Kenta this week? Yeah, about the well, he did a go to sleep. I mean, because that's Kenta's move. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't. Every move, every finishing move except for the torture rack has been stolen from somebody. I mean, the torture rack is such a crappy finish; no one even bothered to steal it. So I, 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 that doesn't cut a whole lot of ice with me. But I, I did see, you know, where basically Kenta co-signed what Fish had said um, and, earlier in the week, and maybe even Cody and Brandy Rhodes agree with that. Road dog. We don't know. Has, don't want to put any words on the, in their mouth. But I said, I said maybe. I said maybe. Yeah, you did. Road dog has even said that he is difficult to work with, and I can see him being difficult to work with. Certainly, it, it's just you know everybody seems to think that you're overly emotional, but you're not necessarily a bad guy. But there is no regaining your trust, and I can lose it very easily. Yeah, so. no, it's it, it's a big Lebowski situation. You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. That I mean, that seems to be applicable here, right? Sorry, exactly. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Sorry, sorry, anchor. I apologize, but that was quoting, uh, so don't hold that one against me. Uh, um, you're fine. I just try to keep. I just no f bombs and no. Well, I was F-words. quoting, so yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, the punk. Again, I said this in the middle of our commentary here. If we have to just pick sides, everything else being equal, I'm taking Punk's side because I like him better, frankly. Uh, and I've been a big fan of his work for a long time. Um, the Bucks just and Omega aren't, aren't my cup of tea. I'm not saying you're wrong if you like them, but not my favorite. And two, two to 300,000 people tend to agree with me whenever they come on TV. Apparently, they dip in the ratings pretty severely. Um, but my point here is punk seems to be very, I don't know him obviously, but he seems to be very, very particular. You play his way or you don't play with him at all. You know, he, he ladies find you a man that holds you like CM Punk holds a grudge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I said before we got on air here, he reminds me a lot of someone else. I love dearly, uh, as a, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jim Cornette. I mean, you know, Cornette is a very, emotional guy and when something rubs him the wrong way he does not let it go for anything see russo comma v for that but like yeah it just and they're both magnificent talents love them on the mic in particular i would say punk's a little bit better worker than cornet uh but you know if you were to ask me who were to pick my favorite out of these i'm gonna say punk but as you point out nobody's in the right here anymore mm-hmm. punk had a chance to be in the right and the Bucks had well, didn't have a chance to be in the right, but they had a chance to be not as bad. But and everyone has made terrible decisions here. Uh, yeah, and to your point, I think either this is not resolvable, 
at this point, I don't know that it ever was, but you had a chance to try and do something about it before now, even if it's, you know, agree to disagree and we just never have anything to do with each other. Because I think, you know, you say Punk has burnt bridges everywhere he's gone. There's a shorter track record with, with the, um, it with the young bucks, but I think the same pattern seems to emerge. I think they left TNA in less than auspicious circumstances. If I, if I'm recalling that correctly, uh, you know, we don't know what precipitated Cody's leaving of the company, but you can see, uh, the, the elite had certainly distanced themselves from him and Brandy during his forays into other programming, as we talked about, you know, we've got, the fact that I don't think the WWE's ever bothered to pick up their call, right? They've never, they've never taken the Young Bucks' call. I don't, yeah, I don't know that it's not kind of the same story on their side as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, there's not as long of a track history, but it seems to me you have a lot of really stubborn people here. And as attorneys, we understand what really stubborn people are like. Uh, but these are both like, you know, these are the divorce clients that it's about the principle, right? Nothing's going to make them happy. They're fighting over the principle and you're never, it's never going to be as personal to you as it is to them. Right. So the horse may be out of the barn. Sorry, hangman uh, for stealing your cowboy gimmick there, but I don't know that there is coexistence for all of these particular players. Yeah. And I, I I think that uh, at minimum, they all need to be hit with hefty fines. Uh, As Dutch Mantel said, money is the only thing wrestlers understand. And I would dock whatever pay they received from the pay-per-view that they ruined. So, well, yeah, I agree in principle, but is that not just opening yourself up to further litigation? If you're Tony Khan, you know, there's got to be, there's got to be some sort of, uh, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of clause in their contracts that maybe I don't know behavioral stuff. Well, I would hope so, but honestly, that seems to show a, a, a level of foresight that has not been displayed thus far. Uh, so I don't know that that clause exists. Um, I, mean, I don't know that it yeah. doesn't, but you know, if, if I'm having to guess as to whether or not, uh, Tony Khan took preventative measures ahead of time for something like this, my guess is going to come down that he did. Yeah. And, and, and the, really the sad part about this is that nobody's talking about MJF's return, yeah. which by the way, he had a great promo with Moxley on. Oh, beautiful. It was the oh, next week's dynamite. dynamite. Yeah, it dynamite. was it was on dynamite. Uh, well, dynamite opened with um, uh, with uh, Tony Khan's hostage video. I mean, um, pre-recorded statements announcing the suspensions in the tournament. Um, but it was he needs somebody to be his on-screen presence for the company because it's not good for him to do that. Then we had. Uh, MJF come in and I almost didn't get a chance to pat myself on the back because he came out as a huge baby face. Like I said that he would, and he played right into it. It was beautiful. He came in there in Buffalo. He was wearing the Josh Allen Jersey. He was blowing. He was, you know, kissing hands, shaking babies, all the baby face stuff that you like to see. And he cuts, launches into this beautiful baby face promo disingenuous as the day is long, which is what makes him the greatest heel currently in professional wrestling up, up until the scrum. Anyway, um then moxley comes out and calls him on it which the i think is the best moxley promo i've seen i don't think he talked about drinking anyone's blood or grinding their bones to make his bread or anything like that he just you know he he was coherent said hey all these people are are a-holes 
so I don't get bleeped again. Um, you know, they I, I, they cost me my vacation, or however he, however he phrased it. And uh, you know, he tore MJF a new one, which you know culminated in MJF immediately turning back heel, got all of his heat back. The kid is a maestro. I mean, this MJF is a prodigy. Um, psychosomatic addict insane whatever you want to call him he's fantastic well and i hope that they take this opportunity now that you are without cm punk you're without kenny omega you're without mm -hmm. the young bucks and adam page it's time to build somebody else yes you've got a wonderful opportunity with mjf here you've got opportunity with wardlow i wouldn't build i wouldn't rush wardlow i'd probably give him yeah. a year or so either that or give him a mouthpiece it, it's hard to be a baby face at that size especially on this roster no you know no intensive offense intended but he sticks out like a sore thumb on this roster just based on size because who is his size like the butcher and luchasaurus maybe and that's about it well, well now they've got uh w cat that um morrissey from the smiths yeah he, he's he's here now so they got another big guy and so you can't yeah, teach that you cannot teach that apparently it hasn't been taught so God, i mean i don't know what all he's done to burn bridges but i miss enzo i'll just say it i miss him he, he that was a phenomenal stick man right there yeah it's well yeah the, yeah it does seem a little weird seeing mr morrissey and not seeing enzo it feels like uh, something's missing yeah but, uh, yeah, I, I think you have that opportunity. You have, you have FTR in the free, mm -hmm. and not only that, but you have the acclaim you have, there is so much talent there that right. if you can just get rid of Kenny Omega for another six months and let the young bucks sit the next three to four months out, man, you could, that talent is there. I mean, my God, who would think that at the age of whatever he is, 55, Billy Gunn is getting over yet again. Oh, my God. Daddy ass and the ass boys. And now the acclaimed <laughs> in the situation. Scissor me, daddy. Scissor me, daddy ass. I mean, it's, it's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life, but it's so much fun. Well, and you, you know. <laughs> Also, I mean, you still have Chris Jericho out there and talk about getting silly things over. He got over clicking a pen and writing a name down on a clipboard. I, that, you know, that, that say what you will about some of his impulses, which are not great all the time, but the man is a talent and freaking great. So, I mean, I think if you use, you can use him, you could use Miro. You got to come back at some point. I think this is a great chance for Claudio to be un unleashed on the world. Oh yeah, um, I mean you got Brian you Danielson. Got Brian Danielson. As a matter got... of fact, they're uh, they're the match this week is uh, or the headliner is Jericho versus Danielson on uh, Dynamite. Man, that's a phenomenal match ten years ago. The no, it could still be great. It, it could still be great. But uh, I mean that that could headline WrestleMania ten years ago. I, I'm not even kidding. So, yeah, you've got a good base of talent to work from. There have been allegations, who knows, depending on the alligator, alligator that you talk to, that the Young Bucks were the ones keeping FTR away from the AEW tag titles, or at least, you know, they're not going to get it off of them. That obstacle's gone now. Nothing against Swerve My Glory, Our Glory, which I think has a lot of potential. Again, I love Swerve. I love Keith Lee. But, you know, make FTR the quadruple crown champions they're always meant to be how many wait how many belts do they have right now 
They have AAA, tri- Ring of AAA, Honor, Ring of Honor, and they have another one. Anyway, they got yeah, another, I think, I think they the have another. Okay, well, make them triple champions. I don't care. Didn't they but, have yeah. Impact? They had Impact at one point, didn't they? Did they? I don't. I don't know. Was that a Forbidden Door thing? I don't know. Anyway, um, so my point is that obstacle is gone now. You can give you know FTR their flowers. Yeah, there, there's a lot to work with here. It's The problem is it's just not the name value talent for the most part, uh, except for Jericho, that, a, that a, a mainstream audience will, will recognize. But have them come for the Jericho, stay for the FTR. You know what I mean? Stay for MJF. Stay for all these guys. Uh, yeah, that we haven't even mentioned Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, we've, we've got so many great guys there. So, you know. AEW can get out of this. They can come out ahead here if they're smart, uh, but that remains to be seen. Well, and this is kind of how I see it. I mean, you know, CM Punk, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page, collectively making what ten mil? Uh, I don't know. I'm prob- not going to guess on somebody's money. I don't know. A prob- lot, probably large number divisible that. by a million. I can say that. Probably more than that. Uh, <laughs> I just say, you know what? See ya. Yeah. You you hit your wagon to MJF, mm-hmm. and, and you uh, ride that horse till it dies. I'm and then telling you, eat you, it. you, this this guy is money. Yes. It, it, there is no one better in the game right now than him, as far as the young people are concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, again, the guy is 25. <sighs> just. Anyway, well, that's enough um, MJF praise for that. But I, I, I'm going. I'm being a little effusive in my MJF praise because nobody's talking about him. <laughs> and yeah. the, the big story coming out of this pay per view should have been his return. It's not, uh, unfortunately, no, through no fault of his own. He did everything he possibly could. Um, but yeah, so, whew, man, what a week! And here you didn't think we'd have enough to talk about for an hour. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't know if people wanted to hear this for an hour. <laughs> Well, we don't know that they do. I mean, that, that no. story is yet to be told. Uh, we'll see how the numbers do. But I do want to point out next week, uh, listener demand is is out here. We're going to be reviewing WrestleMania uh, 7, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Friend we have of... an actual request from an actual fan. I yeah. love it. Hey, we've got the... Uh... We've got the feedback and everything. Look at us. Yeah, we've got, um, excuse me. Oh, man, I'm trying to pull up his name, and it's just not, not coming up for me here. Nick. Fan of the show, Nick, uh, asked us to uh, to review uh, WrestleMania 7, and that is the kind of fan interaction we're looking to have. If there's something you would like us to review or a topic you'd like us to talk about, please jump in to our Facebook inbox uh, or shoot us an email at armyofsmartness at gmail.com uh, and let us know because you know hey you could be the next nick and get your get your subject on the air exactly and so uh but yeah we're yeah we we'll... i mean we thought that uh maybe something this week but then the world kind of exploded we need to deal with that yeah <laughs> um, well. so that got pushed to next week but uh yeah we're uh we're just gonna we're gonna call a bit of an audible and uh do wrestlemania 7 next week wrestlemania 7 uh probably one of the more gimmicky uh wrestlemania ever uh, yeah but also i mean they were kind of scrambling because it's one of the most interesting lead-ups for wrestlemania not in the ring 
uh, you know, with with um, well, we'll get into it. But uh, there's a venue change uh, from the originally advertised venue. Uh, just a lot, lot to talk about. Yeah, sort of at the tail end of rec- uh, the first run of uh, Hulkamania. There, a lot to yeah. lot to get into. And is this the in- first WrestleMania he does not headline? Who? Hogan. No, Hogan headlined seven. Oh, I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it was that Royal Rumble with uh, Warrior and, and Sarge. Yeah, no, this is uh, Sarge and Hulk. Oh, Sarge and Hogan. Yeah, but I mean, but Sarge got in the belt from Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, was that yeah, it? yeah. Was that at Rumble? That, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, he got he got it from the Ultimate Puke. That's right. But, the uh, bizarrely lavender colored belt. But anyway, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, but uh, anyways, so JD, you got anything else you want to add? I think I have said enough. I think our listeners would agree. All right. Well, if that's all we have, then I will list wish, excuse me. I will wish our listening audience or excuse me. I will bid them. Now we're bidding. I, will, I will bid our listening audience. adieu. do. I do.